What's that smell? That's lavender. Terry loves lavender. A little homemade honey yogurt infused with lavender and love. <sighs> Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves answering the hard questions. Terry loves responsible agricultural practices. Terry loves paperwork. No, Jake. I do not. Ow. Terry loves women. Women be sane. Little Terry loved us. Did you tell him Terry doesn't love walls? No. Terry loves walls. Terry loves Kreplock. Terry, why? Oh, Chaka Daisuke. Terry loved Tommy. Tommy turned Terry on to tennis. I can do it. Tiny Terry loves his pickles. Actually, I don't like pickles that much. Terry loves love. But Terry also loves maintaining a professional work environment. Do it for me. Do it for love? Damn, Terry. You know, Terry loves love. Terry loves to be loved. Hey, Monica. Hey, Doug. <laughs> Who wants a knock? <laughs> Terry loves yogurt. And we all know Terry loves love. And we love Terry because Terry loves yogurt and because Terry loves love. Well, think about it for a moment. What do you love and why do you love it? We all have things that we love, things that are special to us, and so we attach sentimental value to them. You might have outgrown sleeping with your favorite childhood sleep prop, but I bet you still have it, and deep down, I bet you still love it. And we attach value to other things too. The new tech item you weaseled out of your parents, I mean, saved up for and bought with your own money. Well, it holds more value for you than the socks your great aunt gave you last Christmas. No, we have reasons for the things we love. In the passage that Kat just read for us, we meet a woman who loves deeply and she has good reason to. The details play out in the home of Simon the Pharisee. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them and poured perfume on them. As you consider this scene, you might be thinking, this is a pretty awkward situation. Jesus has been formally invited to dinner by one of the Jewish leaders. Jesus and the other guests are enjoying polite conversation over their meal when in comes this woman, uninvited, who we're told has lived a sinful life in that town. Luke, the biographer of Jesus who recounts this scene, he doesn't tell us explicitly but it's likely she's been sleeping around and may even be a prostitute. Whatever her wrongdoings are though, it's clear that everyone knows about them. She's a woman with a reputation. Even so, I think you'd agree, she's an intriguing lady and kind of gutsy. Consider her actions for a moment. This woman has heard that Jesus is at Simon's place and compelled by an unstoppable urge, she turns up there with what is likely her most valuable possession, a jar of expensive perfume worth many years wages. She locates Jesus in the room 
and running to him recklessly and extravagantly pours it all over Jesus' dirty feet. By this time she's in tears, a blubbering mess, and the awkwardness in the room increases as she just lets those tears flow. One after the other, they wash all over Jesus' feet and she gently cleans his feet as she wipes them with her long hair. It's not exactly what you would call appropriate behaviour. In fact, her behaviour makes quite the spectacle. And we know this because of Simon's response. When the Pharisee who had invited him in saw this, Jesus said to him, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Well, knowing what this religious leader is thinking, Jesus decides it's time to speak up. I wonder what you'd expect him to say. Maybe you think because Jesus is a nice guy and everything, he'd just wink a knowing wink at the Pharisee, silently saying to Simon, I know this is kind of awkward, but hey, she'll be gone soon. Or maybe you expect him to turn to the woman and say kindly, thanks, I appreciate the gesture, but that's enough now. Jesus doesn't say either of these things. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Well, did you get that? Instead of shaming this woman, along with Simon and the rest of polite society, Jesus commends her. He is not embarrassed by this woman's awkwardness. Everyone else in the room thinks she's embarrassed herself, but Jesus actually praises her for her behaviour. Well, why is this? Why might Jesus defend her? Well, it's because this woman this woman with a sordid history knows who Jesus is. She knows that Jesus can forgive her many sins. And so, confident of his willingness to forgive her, with all her baggage and personal history, she comes to Jesus and offers him this incredibly heartfelt, sincere and extravagant display of love. Every little bit of her is overflowing with affection and gratitude to the one who can give her what she knows she needs most. Complete forgiveness. But Simon the Pharisee, well, Jesus has some pretty strong words for him. 
Because this Jewish leader, like all the Pharisees, was also a person with a reputation. The expertise of the Pharisee was well known. It was their job to know and teach the people the Old Testament law, and they prided themselves on meticulously keeping it. And this tended to make them think they were better than everyone else. But Jesus turned Simon's view of himself inside out. Simon, says Jesus, I came into your house and you did not give me water to wash my feet. But she's washed my feet with her tears. Simon, you're the host of this whole party and you didn't even care for my needs when I walked in the door. Simon, I came into your house and you did not even give me a customary welcome kiss. But she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since she came in. Simon, you didn't welcome me with any affection at all. Simon, I came into your house and you did not put oil on my head, but she has poured this fine perfume all over my feet. Simon, you didn't show me the honour I deserve. This Pharisee, who's meant to know God's ways inside out, who trades in being an outstanding moral citizen, hasn't even shown Jesus normal standards of hospitality. Simon's the one who has embarrassed himself here, not the woman. So how is it that Simon, the good guy, turns out to be no friend to Jesus, but this socially ostracised, dubious woman is? Jesus explains, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. The woman knows who Jesus is and Simon doesn't. While Simon underrates Jesus, he isn't even convinced Jesus is a prophet. This woman, whose sins are not little, has faith. That is, she knows that Jesus is God. She knows all about Jesus' reputation for handing out mercy and believes with all her heart that he will forgive her for her wrongdoing. Her many sins are never going to be counted against her, so now her whole being just overflows with relief and love for Jesus. She's just so overwhelmed and grateful. Jesus has done for her what she could never do for herself. So she shows him all the love, care, honour and affection that he deserves with the resources that she has. But Simon, well, he has no idea who Jesus really is, so he treats him poorly. And Simon's behaviour is embarrassing for another reason. It's embarrassing because this teacher from the temple has absolutely no awareness of his own guilt before God. It's clear from his behaviour that he really thinks that he is better than the woman, perhaps even better than Jesus himself. But as Jesus tells Simon this story about the two people who owed money, he makes an important point. They both owed a debt they could not pay. Both have a debt problem, and the debt is not mere money. It's a debt of moral failure, an attitude that tells God to get lost and quietly but deliberately assumes his position in life. 
And of course, that leads to wrong behaviour of many kinds. Not long after these events at Simon's house, although he was God and had no moral failure of his own, Jesus willingly died for people like the sinful woman to take the rap for guilty people like us once and for all. And when he rose to life three days later, he showed that he is well and truly qualified to hand out forgiveness. Simon doesn't get that he's a man with a debt, so he doesn't love Jesus at all. But the sinful woman knows her failures through and through. She does the only thing she can do. She seeks forgiveness. Apart from Jesus, it turns out she's the most appropriate person in the room. Then Jesus said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Like Sergeant Terry Jeffords, we have reasons for the many things we love. More to the point, we have reasons for the people we love. So today I want to invite you to consider Jesus's identity. Who do you think he is? And what is he willing to do for you? If you think he's just a random guy, a historical figure but nothing more, you'll underrate him just like Simon the Pharisee did. But if having considered his claims in combination with the historical evidence for his life, death and resurrection, you've decided there might just be more to this guy, then let this interaction between Jesus and the sinful woman inspire you and give you hope. Because the way Jesus deals with sinners is nothing short of amazing. He always meets us with grace every time. All you have to do is come to Jesus and ask. The answer is yes. <laughs>